keeping projects and tasks organized. Gosh, it it makes me quiver a little bit thinking about how many tasks get swept under the rug or how many fall through the cracks. I've personally sat in marketing director's offices where there are thousands of post-it notes all over the place and with little to no context. And so half the time, the poor marketing director sitting there going, I don't even remember. You know, I don't even remember what that was about, but it's on my wall and it's making me feel overwhelmed and because I don't know what it is. And then, oops, it accidentally fell in the garbage. <laughs> right. Um, so we use a tool for project management and it's one that we've used now for more than I would say six, seven years. And it is called Asana. Asana is really cool because it allows us in a, in a very simple way to use it as a to-do list, but in a much more complex way to split out tasks based on individual projects based on individual clients or based on individual departments. So I could have a marketing department project and inside of that project would live all of the tasks with due dates, assignees, the ability to upload files and have comments on things and collaboration on things. I could have a project for my parts department with all of the tasks of things that we want to have done there. This is a really brilliant way for everybody to make sure we, we can see visually that the ball is in fact moving forward. So for example, let's, let's look at a real life scenario. You've left your, your meeting and one of the action items is that you need to, you need to vet a new service provider. What Asana allows us to do is to break that out into a priority and all, and, and list, assign, and give due dates to all of the individual tasks that need to happen in order for us to vet those service providers in an organized, documented fashion. Get rid of that three-ring binder. What are you doing? Why are you taking notes there and chicken scratch here and there? No. When I want to vet something, I create a task that says vet X. And inside of that task, I can add notes and a description and, and I can have comments and I can tag members of my team that I want to have eyeballs on it and get their counsel and collaboration and their thoughts and maybe the questions they have. In a very real way, we are able to then see how the ball, in fact, moves forward on vetting that vendor you know, for example, maybe you're you're about to hop on that call and you tag a bunch of your teammates and you say, hey, can you guys leave me some questions that you think I should ask when I get on this call? And they all go into the comments and they add their questions. And then you hop on the call with the with the the potential new supplier. You ask all of the questions, but you also can take real time notes. And so now everything is documented in one place. So now you go to your next uh, uh, manager's meeting. And you open up a sauna on your phone or on your laptop or on the big screen or whatever you're going to do, and you can discuss it and review all the notes that have been taken and any further action items or clarification needs can be documented in real time and created as tasks and assigned to the appropriate individual on your team that is best equipped or has the bandwidth to do that. 
Okay. So that's Asana, A-S-A-N-A. It's a tool we love. It's a tool that we rely so very heavily upon. Now, speaking to getting things done, here's something that doesn't show up on your profit and loss statement. The impact of productivity in hours. So we go, you know, a big mistake that I see business owners make is they go, hey, well, employee A makes $40,000 per year. The, the agreement is that they work up to 160 hours a month in exchange for $40,000 a year. Now, here's the challenge. Here's, here's the additional impact on your organization that doesn't necessarily show up in your profit and loss statement, um, which ties into Asana, okay? Because Asana is really great at showing you um, what tasks need to be done, and you can put a due date on those tasks, but it doesn't really give you insights into how long it actually takes to accomplish the work. And so we assume like, hey, $40,000 a year is what they get paid, so everything else is irrelevant. Well, no, there's actually more to it. There is actually a multiple that needs to be added or potentially subtracted from that 40000 in terms of uh, time efficiency, okay? So say you have a $40,000 a year employee, but they aren't good at the tasks that they've been assigned, and it takes them twice as long to complete those tasks each day than maybe somebody else that's more qualified. Well, all your profit and loss shows is the employee cost of $40,000 a year. It does not really do a good job at showing you the multiple on top of that. So what do we do internally to keep track of how much time it takes people? Well, there's two pieces to this. There's the software that helps us understand productivity in terms of how long it takes. But then there's the culture piece, and I'll speak to the culture piece uh, afterwards. The software is called EverHour. It is a Chrome extension or like a plugin that goes into Chrome, and it ties into Asana. So my team members, when they begin a task, they can click the Start Timer button. And if they need to pause it, they can pause it. They can stop it. But in this way, we get very real reporting right down to the project level, right down to the task level on how much time is being invested by each employee. Prior to installing EverHour, we were going based strictly upon the due date. The challenge with that is if everything gets done inside of this preconceived idea of a due date, then we think it all is well. We don't get an understanding of that employee's progression. Are they becoming more efficient at their work? Are they able to complete things much quicker than maybe they, they were before? Or are we pigeonholing them into an overarching expectation whereby they might have gotten better at that task, but now they're biding their time because they're only working according to the due date? So EverHour allows us to add timers to tasks where they can start and stop their timer when they're working so that we can understand and actually very accurately track um, their effectiveness or their, uh, their, their growth. It allows us in a very real way to look at numbers tied to tasks, tied to individuals and have very real conversations about where we can fill in the gaps. This is the culture piece. Now, most people would be afraid of tracking their time because, oh dear, what if we are that inefficient? And look, if you're a manager and you're, you're a big dick bag, 
this is this is a problem. In our organization, the culture is such that we believe deeply in people. We believe that people are greater than they give themselves credit for. We believe that we each have the potential to step into greatness and excel. I am a, I am living proof of that. Okay, um, I talk about you know my own personal uh, um, growth in my new podcast, the Real MC Podcast. It's a little bit of a non sequitur. Uh, you know, double entendre because my initials are very really MC, but the show isn't about me. It's about me sharing my story and how you can step into your greatness to become the real master of your ceremonies. Okay. Uh, to live life on your terms, um, which of course, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you realize I don't really get into the nitty gritty of the tactics of the car business. It's more about you, the individual stepping into your greatness. Uh, and so our culture is such where we're like, Hey, you know, so-and-so seems to be taking a little bit long here. Hey, would you go and see how we can help? Well, guess what? That's led to us realizing that our team might've needed more training. And so we go and start looking for a training platform or trainers or the best information that we can find to help them become better. And as a result of this, as a result of tracking what doesn't necessarily show up on the PL, in conjunction with our culture to strive for excellence as one of our values, we have a team that is half the size of many of the other agency teams out there, but are miraculously able to accomplish four times as much. Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening.